Welcome everyone to the Training and Trading with Matt podcast. It's finally happening. Hey guys, um, my name's Matt. I'm going to be one of the hosts of this podcast. Hold on one second. I'm just trying to turn off my intro music here and adjust my volume. And uh, I'm going to have a co-host with for another ep- for one of the other episodes. So what are we doing here? Why are we here? I just want to jump off and go right into things. So um, I started this financial podcast with um, my co-host, Chris, who's going to be um, the co-host for the Monday night episode or Monday episode on financial health. Uh, we started a podcast during the pandemic, I think. Um, it was called Just Hit Record, and it was literally us hitting record and talking about financial literacy and all that stuff. Um, and over the times and over the episodes or whatever, um, I felt that there could be more with um, the podcast. Um, and one day I was sitting down doing some brainstorming, and uh, I decided that I would start like a multimedia company um, with the podcast at the center. So I started training and trading with Matt. And there's three principles that are um, around like the, the, that are very important, like the, the kind of, I wanted to focus on with like this podcast and doing like a video series and all this other stuff that I want to do. And um, I think the slogan underneath the um, logo on our Instagram, from what I can un- from what I can understand, from what I remember, is train uh, train your mind to tra- uh, trade time for your financial, physical, and spiritual health. Um, and that's basically what we're going to be doing with these podcast episodes. There's going to be three episodes every single week. Um, Monday is going to be dedicated to financial health. Wednesday is going to be dedicated to physical health and Friday is going to be dedicated to spiritual health. Um, I'm hoping I will have guests for the physical and the spiritual one, maybe even the financial one in in the future. But I do have a co-host, Chris, um, who is my business partner in another business venture that we have. Um, So that's basically what's going to be happening. So the, the podcast is going to focus, all the podcast episodes are going to focus around discussions, not to basically tell you what to do, but a discussion on mindset and discipline when it comes to those three different things. Um, what's going to happen is we're going to have a topic kind of for each episode. I don't really like just talking aimlessly about random stuff. Um, almost like kind of like what Joe Rogan does with his podcast where he brings on a guest, he does research about the guest and there is a point to the episode, even though he does have a, like a massive three hour discussion about random shit sometimes, but it's good content and you learn a lot of shit. That's basically what I want to do here. So each episode, we're going to ask a question and one of that, one of those questions might be. Like for example, the first episode for the financial health podcast is a throwback to our original just hit record podcast of what what's a liability and what's a li- um, 
an asset. And Christopher talk, I mean, Christopher talk for, I think about an hour and a half or so about what the, what the, the, the difference is between the two and, and basically what maybe think um, people should change their mindset on how to look at stuff in the financial world. Um, so that's basically how it's going to run. The other reason why I like, I want to ask questions and base a podcast around questions is I've noticed in the past four years. So let's go, let's say January, 2020, when the pandemic was starting to gain some steam, um, overseas and it wasn't really affecting us. Okay, fast forward a couple of months. This is a little bit, a little bit of background about myself too. Fast forward a couple of months, like to March, um, things were closing down here. The pandemic hit North America and Europe and all that stuff. And I personally was furloughed in my the um, for the municipality I was working with, which like I obviously don't blame them for doing that. But so I was furloughed and I had an ex- um, a lot of extra time on my hands. And that's one of the reasons why I was able to start um, a bunch of like two other companies. I'll talk about that in a minute. But what I noticed was that starting January 2020 into March, there was lack of people asking simple questions. And it only got worse as the pandemic went on. Now... How do I put this? Um, It's almost like people were just taking things at face value. Now, I understand why people were doing that because they were scared shitless. That's reasonable. But again, I did notice that we we lost our sense of curiosity. And what I mean by that is like, look what, what, if you have children at home or if you have like young children or if you have adult children or if you have teenage children, think back to when they were small and they used to ask, but why, but why, but why, but why the reason they're not doing it to be annoying. Okay. They're doing that because they are learning about their environment. You as the adult in their life. And the person that gave them life are the one that's been around for a while. And kids are intuitive. Like they understand that this person has been here longer than I have. I can learn from them. And you kind of tell your kids that like, hey, I've, <laughs> you need to kind of listen to me because I've done this before. Okay. <laughs> like, no, you don't run into a street with moving cars because you're going to end up dead most likely or severely injured. Like you understand the ramifications of certain things. Children don't. Okay. So fast forward into the summer of 2020 when things were locked down. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, is this the best way to handle this entire thing? What are, what is, what has anybody like no one in the media asked any health professional or any government official is doing this going to cause future problems that will cause more harm than good, okay? And I would say that to everybody I talk to. 
I said, we're doing these things. What is it going to cause in the future? No one else was asking those fucking questions. Okay. And I'm going to try not to swear in any of these episodes, but I'm sorry. I swear a lot. Okay. But I will do my best to keep it to a minimum. No one's asking these damn questions. Okay. And then fast forward into 21 and end of 20 and into 21 when the vaccine started. I think that's when the vaccine started to come out. I don't have, I didn't do research on that one. So it was like the exact dates, but again, they're starting to push this and I'm, I come from the thing where I believe in a hundred percent bodily autonomy. Okay. I'm sorry. You can't force people to get vaccinated. You should not force people to get vaccinated. Those people should be making choices for themselves. Now, in saying that, the question that was not asked, okay, and now four years into the future, because we're into 2023 and there's a lot more information about vaccines now than there were at 21. And a lot of the, th- the things that I was asking them, like, okay, what are the ramifications of this damn thing? Like, what do we have statistical data? Like, first of all, first of all, we there we do not have ten. There, any scientist that says to you, "We did ten years of research in two months," is full of shit. Anybody that says that to you, you literally take what they say with. Honestly, they have no authority on the matter, zero authority. Okay. So they were saying they were saying stuff along the lines of that, and it's just like. Do we know the ramifications of this thing? Why are we forcing this onto people when we do not have 10 years of data? For example, thalidomide. I always used to, whenever I would talk to people, I would say, have you heard of thalidomide? And now let's speak about thalidomide for for a quick sec here. So, oh, sorry, I just knocked over the, knocked into the, the, the boom here for the mic. Um, I watch regular TV every once in a while. Like I'll sit down there. I have shows that I enjoy watching. I'm not one of those people that's oh, I don't watch TV. I don't do this. Like literally, I'm one of those people that that's like, yes, you want to focus on these things, but you know, you're still a goddamn human being. Okay, enjoy life. Okay, spending some time with your family and 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 discussing things and and watch like literally when i watch tv with my with my family it sometimes it turns to a discussion it might take us like two hours to watch a maybe hour long or 40 minute um episode of something because we're discussing things okay anyhow so recently we're watching new amsterdam and they were talking about how there was a rushed trial for some sort of cancer treatment or they it wasn't rushed. They only looked at a demographic. I think it was like of, of I don't know if it was only white men or if it was just white people in general. And, it, and the, the, the big pharma company didn't look at their statistical analysis for everybody, which obviously is wrong. And one of the questions the doctor asked was, are we going to end up with a thalidomide situation if we approve this drug? Okay. Because apparently thalidomide, and this is the, the, uh, the argument I always used. This is, the, this is the argument. So the reasoning why thalidomide was bad is because, so th- if you don't know what thalidomide is, um, they basically gave it to pregnant women, pretty sure they gave it to pregnant women, when 
if they had morning sickness or something like that, but they never tested it on pregnant women. And then they gave it to pregnant women. And then what was happening was not the child they were born with. I have to double check, double check this, look it up for yourself. It's either the, the, the child they were born with was fine, but the next generation children's children were being born without, um, with, um, I think it was missing limbs and stuff like that with, you know, and apparently they never, they never tested. Oh yeah. There's this drug that helps with morning sickness, but you should take it. You're pregnant, but we never tested it on pregnant women. Like, do we, th- th- this is big pharma at its finest. Like, oh yeah. Just turning a blind. We don't, we don't need to, we don't need to test that off. It's fine. Don't worry. Cause they put money over people. Now, going back to the pandemic and all this stuff is why are we stop why have we stopped asking questions? Why are we not curious? It's almost like, and I say this all the time, and I shit on the education system. I'm not shitting on teachers that are a part of the education system. Okay? I'm not. I'm I'm shitting on the people that create the education system and then tell teachers, you have to teach this. There is only this way. And if you don't fall into those guidelines, okay. Too bad. You're fired almost. Okay. How do I know this? Because I work in the education system. I talk to these people every single day. They are just as frustrated as I am about the education. They say the education system is broken. Okay. But unfortunately, they can't do anything about it because they're not, they don't have the power to do so. Okay. So it's almost like when we go to school, it's like the teacher is the authority on the matter and when we stop asking questions. It's almost like we're trained to stop asking questions the moment we get into school. And that's one of the problems that I see every single day. Why are we not asking questions about things? Is there a difference? Like I always say when you have an argument about something, you need to take the other side as well and understand the other side. There are two sides to a coin. Stand on the edge of the coin and look at both sides. Nobody asked questions. It was one-sided for the past four years. So one of the reasons why I wanted to create a podcast series where it has these three principles of financial health, physical health, and spiritual health is because, number one, in the past four years, there's been a lot of government overreach. Okay, let's, let's talk about financial health, for example. Okay. We have had a lot of government overreach, government policies that are stupid. Okay, for example, government policies uh, and vaccine mandates that basically said, oh, if you don't get the jab, you're fired. Okay, you have government overreach. For example, in Canada, you have um, the trucker convoy and the government basically shutting down bank accounts. Okay, you also have in modern society, unfortunately, is cancel culture because if you say something the wrong way on the internet, they basically come for your life and try to kill you for lack of a better term. Literally, they try to end your life. You, you don't have a job. You, you, like you don't have a bank account. You know, you're basically homeless in the world. Like literally, it's the, the dumbest thing. Like how, how miserable do you have to be to literally take something that somebody said on the internet Okay, and ruin their life. Like, you must be the most miserable person in the world. You must hate your life. 
Okay. And then you also have big tech censorship, i.e. Twitter, which thank God Elon Musk bought Twitter. He bought the evidence, in my opinion. And now Matt Taibbi's put an entire thing together talking about how Twitter was working with the government. Okay. And the government was telling Twitter what to do. Literally, they took a page out of Mussolini's fascism. Okay. So why is that why is all that stuff related to financial health? Well, if you are not if okay, if you're relying on a nine to five job, okay, <clears throat> and the government came in and said, Well, or you know, the government comes in and goes, Okay, well, we're gonna have a vaccine mandate, and then companies start to follow suit, saying, Oh, you know, we're gonna have a vaccine mandate. If you're working a nine to five job at some random company and they have a va- and they have a vaccine mandate and you don't want to get vaccinated, guess what? Now you're out of a job. So now you're financially stricken. Okay, trying to find another job. Okay. If you were part of the trucker convoy, they basically took your shit away from you and they said, Oh, we're gonna close your bank account and all that stuff and oh, Okay, cancel culture. Take they'll literally take your job. Like everybody is tied to a job. The only people that are not tied to a job are people that work for themselves. Okay, and this is one of the things I say in, in the financial health podcast is you need to find a way to be self reliant. Okay. Yes. Okay. You might have to. Okay, you can't really be a hundred. You you can be a hundred percent self reliant. You can do that. It's it's physically it's literally possible, but to get to that point takes years. Okay, so you need to start somewhere. So if you're working a nine to five job, what I will say to you is try to build a business where no one can cancel, no one can fire you. That business will always function. Hopefully, okay. You have a you you build a big enough um, following or whatever. Or, or um, what's the um, consumer base that you can be self-reliant? You're only relying on that business now. That's your business. No one can fire you. You're literally your own boss. You just took government policy and threw it out the window. You just took cancel culture and threw it out the window. Big tech, big tech censorship. If you say something on Twitter, you're not getting fired because that's your own goddamn company. You're, you're partly untouchable. Okay, now the only other thing is government overreach. They can close your bank accounts down and all that stuff. That's a, a, a conversation for another time is hopefully building it to, to the point where you literally create your own bank and the government can't do anything about it. That's like the end goal. Or you have multiple accounts in other countries and the government can't touch it. That's literally what the goal is of being financially independent where you don't have to rely on a nine-to-five job. <sighs> You have passive income, which I don't really agree is not, is not, to me, is not passive income. There's no real such thing as passive income because you literally need to work to create that income. Okay. As I like, for example, a lot of people say financial, um, real estate, uh, gives you passive income. It doesn't, it's not, it, it does give you income, but it, if you do it right, it's not passive. I'm sorry. It's active income. You literally have to do what you're working for yourself at that point because there's a lot of shit you need to do as a, as a landlord. Okay. So that's one of the reasons why I said like this is important because if if you are financially broken you're relying on a government and then you're reliant on 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 
being a part of like, okay, people said all oh, the matrix. You're literally, if you don't say something, we will shut you down. You need to think this way. You need to do the act this way. And if you don't, you're done. It's literally cult like mentality. So moving along to financial, because I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want this episode to like this episode to go on for very much longer, but um, physical health. Okay. Those, all those same things come into play here. Okay. Physical health. So cancel culture. If you say something wrong, they can literally cancel you like, okay, they can't really cancel you from a gym because like that's really pushing it, but I'm, I would not be surprised. Um, government policy in the last two years. The government basically, uh, past, past two years, past four years, the, the government from 2020 to 2022 locked you in your home, pretty much. So don't go outside, you're going to catch whatever the hell you're going to catch, okay? Oh, you don't, don't, don't go outside in, in, on a walking trail and walk by people in a well-ventilated world, like literally, it's not like you're in a cubicle, you're literally outside in the forest or you're outside in a park and they wouldn't let you do that because you might catch something. We we serious here? I didn't know we lived in. We, we walked around in unventilated uh, parks and stuff like that. So they told you to stay inside. And then the other thing, the other thing too is they they pushed meal oh meal services during the pandemic. Oh, or, or skip the dish like meal services like um what are they uh, the ones they 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 send you groceries but it's only for like one meal or something like that. That's just not like, not that it's not good for you, okay? Because some of it, like they do have fruits and vegetables, but there's a, a thing in there that's, I don't like, is where it's almost like they're trying to push you to use those services so you eat less food, okay? Or you eat less meat specifically, okay? There's that stuff. And then they can control also what types of food you're eating. So they might give you pasta, but you don't know where that pasta is coming from. Or they might give you, I don't know, a soy sauce or something like that or whatever. That's like GMO and you usually use G- a GMO-free soy sauce or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And then they're also recommending shit for you, i.e. the government, because, you know, there's a new food <laughs> There's a new food pyramid. I don't know where uh, what um, university came up with it. Um, but I will find out because I'm going to talk about this on a future podcast. There's a new food pyramid and literally frosted flakes is rated more healthy than a steak. Like, are you, are you kidding? Like, are you effing kidding me? Okay. You're telling me an ingredient with, uh, sorry, uh, uh, an item with one ingredient steak, which is meat. There's literally no ingredients in that. Okay. And then you, and then you're telling me, you're telling me frosted flakes with like an ingredients list longer than the Bible. Okay, to be I'm over exaggerating. Okay, is healthier than a steak. Like <laughs> wh- who are you? What's uh, where did you get your science degree? Maybe you should go back to school. Okay? So that's another re- like that's another thing with, you know, government policy and all that stuff. With financial health, now spiritual health. So same thing. What did they do during the pandemic? They closed down churches. They separated families. They told old people to stay. They, they, old people couldn't be visited by their family members when they were dying on their deathbeds because of, of a virus. Okay. And they kept you online. And then 
They expect like literally like doing that stuff, taking a social creature and removing them from the one thing that literally keeps them alive. Okay, if you if you don't realize like you you notice this more with old people, okay? And I have a family member who is just turned 90, okay? The reasoning why he's in good health is because he has a social system. Okay? He has his church that he was able to go to. He has his fa- his his um obviously his family, but his friends that live around him, so he goes to play cards and socializes with them. Literally socializing with other people when you're old is very 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 important. Okay? And I'm not just talking out of my butt. Okay? I've read studies for school when I was getting my my degree. Okay, not to say oh I'm a, I have a degree I'm an orbiter of truth on this because I don't believe that, but literally it's it's scientifically proven that like socializing with people is good for you. Let's let's look at for example people that are very violent, um, and do like let's for example um, mass shootings or whatever. Okay. Those people tend to be pariahs within their community. They tend not to have that many friends, okay, or they don't have any friends at all. They're not socially adjusted. Individuals that are socially adjusted don't tech, don't really do stuff like that, okay? So, anywho, along with the um, spiritual thing, hold on one second, let me just pause real quick. Okay, sorry, I'm back. I had to cough. I'm trying to fight a little bit of a bug. Anywho, well, along with the spiritual thing is they don't want you to be self-sufficient. Okay? Like, for example, in the beginning of the of the pandemic, um, I think it was Walmart. And I don't know if it was all Walmarts, but I saw a couple of things online where they were blocking off seed aisles. Like, what? The one thing people like... And it's one of the things I I was like in the pandemic too was like, oh shit, I need to become self-sufficient because if you take out the globalization of the world, which we did, we did a test run of it and look what it caused. Okay. Mass panic to the point where people were hoarding toilet paper and selling it for $300 a roll on, on Amazon because people needed to wipe their butt but they couldn't just go into a shower and spray their butthole after they <laughs> they went number 2 like they clearly they literally panicked and were hoarding toilet paper and then there was there was uh, slight food shortages and all that stuff it's like oh shit there's 8 billion people on this earth now you do this again and how many people are going to starve to death <laughs> and you know what i don't want to be one of those people so if I have to move heaven and earth to be able to be self-sufficient, I will move heaven and earth to be self-sufficient and no one's getting in my way. That's the, literally what I thought to myself. So to me, that's a spiritual side of things because you're at, when you start planting your own food, okay, and you start even um, hunting and stuff like that or um, you have livestock or whatever or like chickens, you become connected to other beings, like literally a plant, like... People might think this is hokey, but like you're literally connecting with the earth. You're literally putting a seed into the ground, okay, and pulling life 
resources to be able to grow that plant to have tomatoes or something like that. So at least you have something that you grew. Okay? When you start becoming self-sufficient, you become more of a spiritual person in the aspect of connectivity with, with earth. So that's basically why I want to do this because I want people to change their mindset on these things. I want people to get disciplined. And I also want to help people along their journey as well. Like I only got like financially literate. Let's see. I started in, in, in finance, not actual finance, but like day trading and stuff like that. Um, 2017, I started trading, um, what's it called? Uh, marijuana stocks in Canada when marijuana became legal. And then, um, Christopher, the co-host for the financial health episodes got me into trading currencies. And then with that and reading some financial books during the pandemic, cause I had more time to do read things because I wasn't working. I literally opened up my mind to a lot of things and how to look at the world. Okay. Same thing. Like, and I want to share the way I look at the world of finance and the world of financial health and the stuff that I've learned with other people. Because I sometimes some of the books I've read are really, really hard to read because they get very technical for some reason. And I want to try to not dumb it down. But dumb it down for people to get them like, hey, listen, it's not like, for example, you ask a random person on the street, what what is quantitative easing or what's quantitative tightening? And they have no idea. And I think this is from the movie, um, which is my favorite movie, uh, The Big Short. And they make finance like the financial world makes things difficult to understand because they don't want regular people to understand what the fuck's going on they just want oh i know what i'm talking about don't worry it's financial world yeah yeah blah 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 okay i'll just give you my money you can invest it for me they don't want like because they make commissions off of things and they're the ones that are going to manipulate the, the market to make their money and then they'll make you a return but they're the ones getting the most out of it so what when i talk to people about finance i try to dumb it down as much as possible simple things and it like it doesn't need to be hard like for example quantitative easing is literally expanding the money supply lowering interest rates okay quantitative tightening is raising interest rates and taking money out of the uh, out of circulation cuz one quantitative tightening sorry quantitative easing causes inflation because now there are more dollars chasing fewer goods okay which drives the price up of things. Quantitative tightening is the opposite of that. It's your money goes further in quantitative tightening because now they're pulling money out of the system so there's less dollars change, uh, tr- um, chasing the same amount of goods. F- uh, the physical uh, aspect of things, like physical health. I'm on my own phys- uh, f- uh, physical health journey. 2015, I went from 240 pounds to a buck 90. And then I struggled a bit. And now I'm trying to get back on track. Granted, because of the pandemic. I don't like to make excuses, but yes, that was one of the things. Okay. So 
I'm on my own. I'm on my own um, personal journey. I'm a certified personal trainer. I want to share my knowledge of working out with people, and this is the one way I know how to do it. Just talk about it. Okay. The other thing was spiritual health. I'm not a spiritual guru. Okay, but during the pandemic, a lot of people were broken. They were literally they got put through the wood ch- the wood chipper. And I and I always said. And people can vouch vouch for this. I always said to people, I said, listen, if people can't handle what's going on right now, they have seen nothing yet because I know the world could be worse, okay? Because you think a pandemic is bad. What happens if World War III breaks out? A lot of these people are going to lose their goddamn minds or a famine happens, Okay? A lot of these people that lost their minds in the pandemic and freaked the fuck out are going to, their heads are going to explode when the real shit hits the fan because this pandemic was not the real shit. Okay. Statistically speaking, it was not as bad as people are, that have made it out to, out to be. Okay. And you can do your demo, you, you do your own research on that, but we all know that it was not as bad as people thought it, uh, thought it was. So there's a spiritual aspect of that because if you're a broken person, I want to try to help you along to say, hey, look at things differently. A couple of things before I go. Um, Just trying to think now. The other, okay, so you might be saying, oh, I'm only doing this because of the, how I look at the world and all the tyranny that's going on. Do I believe that the government is tyrannical? Give them the opportunity to be tyrannical, and yes, they will be. Okay? But it's not just about the pandemic or um, the war in Ukraine or whatever. I don't think a lot of people see the writing on the wall that the next decade is good. If you don't have these three pillars in check, you're screwed. People, like, for example... The WEF, the World Health, uh, World uh, Economic Forum, is trying to really push glo- uh, trying to push globalism. I don't think we have to worry about them and their globalist agenda. I think it's fallen on its face, and they are now trying to grasp at straws and hold on to something that's completely failing. If you look at the world through um, through uh, the, the geopolitics and all that stuff. The next 10 years are going to get very, very hard. And though our way of life as we know it, where we can get cheap goods from halfway around the world, is going to change. And I think if you don't have these three pillars, even if you have even if you have two of these pillars in check and one of them is still lagging behind, that's fine. But we I think people need to get this shit in order. And because I don't think in the next 10 years certain people are going to make it if they're not spiritually sound and like, okay, they have their, their wits about them. They're uh, they're And like, what I mean by spirituality too, is like being emotionally intelligent about things. Okay. So if they have their wits about them for spirituality, they're, they're physically, they don't have to be, you know, physically fit like Arnold or something like that. But you know, you're physically capable of surviving something for example okay 
if you're 600 pounds and you need to walk a specific distance because, oh, that's the only place that, that has water or you need to run because, oh, shit, there's people, you know, shooting each other in the streets for God knows what reason. Okay. Or, you know, you have to, oh, we have to go on this, uh, this pilgrimage to this area because, you know, someone just flattened a city block with a 2000 pound bomb or something like that. Now we got to walk over here. If you have to walk for eight or nine hours, you're 600 pounds, you're not going to make it. But if you're physically fit and you're, you're physically fit, I mean, like if you're, you have a normal body weight, okay, for your height and you have the stamina to get to that place, you'll be fine. But if you're 600 pounds, sorry, you're, you're not survive. Like if shit really hits the fan, you're not going, you're, you're done. You're literally going to eat your, like, you're going to wither to nothing. So that's why I want people to get fit. Like, you do not, again, you don't have to be ripped, okay? You just have to be healthy. You don't have to go to the gym five or six days a week. You can go to the gym three days a week. Throw some weights around. Do some cardio. Get that heart in order, Okay? You know, get a little bit, get a little bit of strength because for example, if you, if, if it comes to it, I'm not saying it will, I'm saying if it comes to it where you have to build things by hand and you're weak, you won't be able to do it. And then you're going to cut. And then mother nature does not give a shit. This is what people think. Human beings, if you stick them in the middle, if, if, if I take anybody listening right now and stick them in the middle of the woods with a backpack full of stuff. Maybe some survival things, maybe a couple of granola bars or whatever, like stuff you have in your home that like you can carry on your back if you have to get the hell out of your home and you go out into the wilderness and you're by yourself. Are you going to, are you going to be able to build yourself a shelter? Are you going to be strong enough to build the sh- build yourself? The, the, the know-how, you have to have the know-how, but are you going to be strong enough to build yourself a, sh- a shelter, to move logs around, to build a home? If you can't do that, you're going to succumb to the, to the elements. Okay. And then the financial aspect of that is okay, if if the world isn't is not completely broken, okay, one of the things is if for example, Canada goes to the way of communist China, like a lot of people are suggesting because, you know, our fearless idiot leader is um you know, he thinks highly of the uh the communist party and their dictatorship. Um if you think Canada's going the way of communist China with a social credit score and you know they're going to monitor everything you do, if you're financially stable enough to get the hell out of the country and go to like fucking Bora Bora or something for the rest of your life, you're you're set. So that's why I talk about these things because more and more people need to start on not even like oh I got to be financially help like just to understand how the world works. How the financial system works so you can understand it better. How your own body works so you can say, hey, hey, maybe I need to go for a, a jog once a week or twice a week. Maybe I need to go and, you know, reconnect with Mother Nature and all that stuff. So before I can, can you continue talking for the next four or five hours, I'm going to leave it at that. The first episode comes out February 6th and... It'll most likely be up by like nine o'clock in the morning, I'm pretty sure. And I hope you enjoy 
what we have in store. We've got lots of stuff coming, lots of episodes. Um, and then maybe we have a, a, a web series in the future. Um, maybe about being like self-sufficient, how to take care of chickens and shit and how to plant your own food because that's what I'm doing. So I might be recording stuff about that. Um, and for the time being right now, this is going to be only an audio podcast, but eventually it will be um, a video podcast where you'll be able to see me, you'll be able to see Chris and any, any guests that we have. Um, and that will actually be on Rumble because YouTube can go screw itself. Um, and that's it. I hope you enjoy. We will catch you in the first episode. Thanks for listening.